0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Hi there, it's Elizabeth here. Team Days Like These has been hard at work on a new season of Stories, which will launch into your feed next week on Wednesday, February 2nd. In the meantime, we wanted to share one last bonus episode with you. This one is one of our favourite audio stories from across the ABC. It's a beautiful portrait by Jay Krantz of a man named Warren Kirk. Warren is home alone one night when he decides to do something that he's never done before in his life. This is Easy Love.
2: 26 years ago, Warren Kirk was home on a Sunday evening in his Melbourne suburban rental. The idea was simple.
0: Yeah, well, i fantasised about this, why not? And I'm, you know, I'm feeling lonely, it's a Sunday night, yeah, why not?
2: <laughs> so we did what anyone with that line of thinking would have done in 1987. He picked up the yellow pages and turned to Eve.
0: Thinking, okay, I'll try and choose the best ad or the classiest place. And there was a, the big ad there for the uh, touch of class in Baldwin. Yeah, it had a, like a, a mock-up drawing of a champagne flute, and then the in brackets, non-smokers available or something. I thought, oh yeah, that's good. That's for me. That's. <laughs> and as soon as I got off the phone, it was like, oh dear, oh dear, what am I, what am I doing this? <laughs> so it almost pretty much talked myself out of the experience even before she arrived.
2: Warren said 20 agonising minutes passed. He started to wonder if he'd actually be able to carry it off. So when the knock on the door finally came...
0: I just told her that I'd made an extraordinarily bad <laughs> mistake and that I was, you know, and just pulled out my wallet and said, here, look, take the money and, you know, you can go. She said, oh, you know, what about even just a massage? I said, nah, look, really, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, can we just leave it at that?
2: She left... Then she came back. Her driver had taken off, which he wasn't supposed to do. So she asked Warren if she could wait it out with him until her driver returned.
0: I had to sort of almost be a host. <laughs> there I was, making her cups of tea, and there she was smoking up a storm, the so-called no-smoking escort. It was a fantasy gone wrong. I didn't want to talk to her. I didn't want to be sociable. I didn't. It was just like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not happening.
2: He can't remember what they talked about, but he does remember her saying that she doesn't usually do this sort of thing. In fact, the non smoking escort explained that the only reason she was there was that she'd fallen asleep with a lit cigarette and had set her mattress and bedroom on fire, so was making some quick cash to cover the expenses. Eventually, she left. I asked him if there were any insights he'd gleaned from this whole encounter. There's a long section of our conversation where I'm prodding him for something profound. Nothing, nothing, but all he came nothing, up with nothing, was this nothing,
0: one thing. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose.
2: That was it, or so he said. But this wasn't an isolated incident. It was part of something bigger that was going on for Warren at the time.
0: I just was emotionally like on a knife edge and also sort of feeling like, oh, you know, nothing matters. We just, just, leave, just do stuff, just be alive.
2: It was a reckless time for Warren. He was doing all kinds of things he'd never done before. But it was fueled by something, something that had happened six months earlier to his then-partner, a woman called Jackie.
0: She'd stayed the night at my place the night before, and she contacted me at work and said that she'd left her rings at my place and wanted to go and pick them up. So I gave her my keys. And then she didn't turn up to bring the keys back. And I started to think it was a, bit, a little bit odd. And then I got a call from her ex-husband telling me that she was in hospital There'd been a car accident, but, you know, everything was going to be all right. So I went up there and she was in intensive care. They were sort of operating on her, but basically just went on and on and on and I started getting more agitated. Anyway, yeah, she died. They couldn't, um, some guy had gone through a red light and collected her as she was coming back to my work and going back to my place and just sort of smelling her in the bed from the night before, you know, all that. That was really very, very difficult.
2: Was she the love of your life?
0: Jackie, yeah, yeah. I was sort of fighting it, but yeah, definitely she was, you know. You know, when a relationship has some sort of magic around it, can't put it into words really, it's just like a rightness to it. Like when the temperature's right and you don't even think about it.
2: I asked Warren if we could go for a drive to the corner of Smith Street and Victoria Parade, where the crash happened. He says it's no big deal, it's not going to disturb him. He's driven past it a million times. But he wants us to go and pick up his dog, Oki from his place first. Warren drives. He says he's got two CDs on high rotation at the moment. One of them plays when the engine starts up. things that you leave you have, Often will cross your road. But you won't forget them Cos friends like those never really go They never really say goodbye was a
0: bit prophetic, some of that. OK, I'll get the boy. Yes, OK. Well, I haven't been away that long. Even thinking about losing him... I spend so much of my time with him and he's such a companion, and then he's gonna die on me. Settle, mate. What was the first week of
1: June?
0: I think it was the 15th of December. There's the finality of it. You know, I cannot ever talk to that person ever again. When somebody's just gone, gone, it's disappeared. It's like, fuck. That's it. I didn't, you know. Should, could have, should have, maybe, you know, you know just should have loved her more. Just given myself to her completely. I was sort of fighting it. Fear, fear of failure, fear, I mean, what, yeah. So this is the corner right here. So as I understand, she was just driving across here and a guy coming came down Victoria Parade and hit her, hit her there. This loose.
2: We pull over around the corner and Warren cuts the engine for a few minutes. What did she look like?
0: Beautiful, most stunning, beautiful blue eyes you've ever seen.
2: He told me he found out later that her eyes had been given to someone else, transplanted.
0: I always used to think about that for a while, thinking that it was someone he was actually walking around, using her eyes and seeing. To think that I wonder if I'd ever meet that person that had her eyes.
2: We head back. Warren puts the second CD in the player. He says he's feeling sad, like something's been opened that hasn't been opened in a while. At first, he said that happened all the time. Case in point, on the drive back, Warren gestures towards a narrow side street that we pass. That's the street, he says, that he'd happened to drive down two months after Jackie's
1: death.
0: And her smashed car was sitting in the street outside a bloody crash repairers. And I went into it and I actually found her licence on the floor. It was horrible, it was, you know, I couldn't believe that her car was just sort of still existed and was just sitting there, And you know.
2: It wasn't long the after that that he had like... this kind of grief-induced clarity, that thing about just living. He asked strangers on dates, he took brave steps with his photographs, and one Sunday night, as you know, he picked up the yellow pages and he dialled a touch of class. It got me thinking about that line he'd said earlier, Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. lose. I asked him how he was going with that. Which one had the upper hand so far in life? Had he won more, had he lost more? There was no contest.
0: Loss is is like a motif in my life and it has been ever since I was a kid.
2: He mentions his mum leaving for a long time when he was young. Then the woman who took care of him left. They moved state a lot. He was always leaving schools, leaving friends behind, leaving his first girlfriend losing animals he'd loved. I've
0: possibly just relived those through my life, that sort of loss, taking away.
2: And is it still there now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I'm very good at forming long-term relationships.
2: Is that since Jackie?
0: Oh, definitely the case since, yeah, since Jackie died. You know, now thinking about it I probably haven't anywhere near lived the life that I would have thought at that point after she died yeah well you know I'm just gonna like go full throttle and definitely definitely don't live like that at all
2: is it too late no to no nah,
0: nah, of course not no it's ne- never too late
2: he's trying to remember the lesson of living but it's not easy I ask him what this last song is that we're listening to he passes me the cover It's called Easy Love. I look at the lyrics to see if I heard them right. One line reads, Every heartbreak feels just like death. But another reads, Who'd have thought it'd be so easy to fall in love all over again? Maybe this song will be prophetic too.
1: That story was written and produced by Jay Kranz, and it was originally commissioned by the ABC's Earshot program. We cannot wait to be sharing new stories with you on days like these starting next week. Look out for the first episode of our next season dropping into your feed on Wednesday. I'm Elizabeth Kulas. See you then.